You're listening to a Columbia Journalism Review podcast. For this episode, staff writer Michael Meyer recently spoke with author and Nation columnist Calvin Trillin on the occasion of the publication of his new collection, Trillin on Texas. In this excerpt of their conversation, they talk about Trillin's famous series of features for The New Yorker called U.S. Journal, which he wrote from 1967 to 1982. Here's Mike and Calvin. This isn't necessarily directly relevant to the book, but I'd be curious about how U.S. Journal came about and some of the history with that. Well, it it came about uh, because, as I say, I had done what people at the New Yorker generally did, which was, you know, I don't know how many pieces a year, but but they were, you know, they tended to be in those days very long pieces. I I always wrote a little shorter than than most New Yorker writers, but um, there were also, it seemed to me, um, stories that really didn't deserve 20,000 words in the New Yorker. And, and there were sort of, even when I was at Time, I was more interested in sort of regional stories and, and, and not necessarily stories about Washington and things. And, um, and, I, and I talked to Sean about it, and, um, and he thought that was probably true, but we couldn't really figure out how to do it. I, mean, I would occasionally say, oh, that was one, but, but I already missed that. Right? And um, so then um, in 1967, I did uh, a piece called uh, The War in Kansas, uh, which was r- really about the home front. And, and we just picked a state. And I picked Kansas because I knew a couple of stories already. I knew a couple of war situations. I knew there was a waiting wives encampment in Schilling Air Force Base. And my uncle had been the city librarian in Salina, and I, and I knew that there was a guy who had written a Get Out of Vietnam editorial in Salina. Anyway, I went from place to place. I, I went there for two or three weeks. I don't know how long. And I just had a car, and I would figure out the next place as I was doing a story. And that summer, um, my dad died, and I was when I came back. I was actually having trouble starting to write again, and um, uh, and Sean said, "Well, why don't why don't we try to do those pieces?" And I and I said, "Well, the only I, I really, or maybe I said, I the, I realized the way to do them is not to wait to see one that one comes along, but to decide you're going to do it at a certain time, and then do it." And, and just fine one. Uh, so we, I said, how, he said, fine. So I said, well, how many, you know, weeks and how long would it be? And he said, well, maybe three weeks every and, and 3,000 words. So, um, so I thought I'd do it for sort of a year until I got sort of my back into the rhythm of writing. And, um, and then I really liked it. So I did it for 15 years. Um, Magazine people would say to me, how do you keep up the pace? And newspaper people would say, what else do you do? Because <laughs> they thought you know, it's sort of the base thing, you must do something else. Uh, so um, it lasted from 67 to 82, I think. A lot of writers have attempted uh, 
to, I mean, I guess most notably uh, Steinbeck, this, uh, to write these kind of encompassing notions or theories about right. what America is and all that. Right. Was it, I mean, maybe you wouldn't admit it if you did, but was U.S. Journal ever about that in any way? Uh, no. <laughs> a simple no. I mean, it, it was always a specific story, and 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 I think the idea that that you could tell something about the country uh, that, that is true for the whole country and uh, is, I think so, someone someone asked me once what I what I learned about the country. I said, well more things are about real estate than I thought they were. But other than that, um, I'm not sure I could draw any conclusions. Uh, you know, I think everybody, I, I think that, that, that reporters uh, uh, almost always make a mistake talking about more, more than one person at a time. You know, when, when the, there, there, was a, there was an editor of Time who was, you know, was in those days it was sort of a double system. There was Time edited in New York where the guys wrote the stories and then there were these reporters. Um, this guy had risen quite high in the firm without ever having been a reporter. And he went on one of these fact-finding trips or something to England, according to the story. I've never known whether it's true. And got in at night and, and sent a cable the next morning that, that started something like, the people in England believe. You know, and that was, that was the beginning of it. So the people in England in that case must have been the cab driver or, or, or the whoever picked him up on the way in. Um, and, and when I read about sort of what pe people are like, you know, or, or, or what they believe or, or they, um, if, if it's more than one person at a time, I'm always a little suspicious. You do a, a lot of work in these pieces, kind of uh, capturing a, a moment in these people's lives, and do you do you ever think back in retrospect and think uh, uh, and assess how how accurate that portrait was? Well, I I, I, I yeah, I, and I may have I think I may have written about this. I'm not sure in a collection I did on um, either either I think it was a collection about um, murders and other. It was called Killings. Some a reporter sort of gets there at at a and it takes a snapshot, and and so when when you're there, um, you can be you, you can do your best and, and be as accurate and, and honest and and and, uh, and, as, and as good as interpreting what's going on as, as could be, but still you're you're taking a snapshot which might change. You know, three months later, and then it would be a different story. So yeah, I th I sometimes look back and say, well, you know, that might have been the way it was then, uh, but but who knows if I had come, I mean, a month earlier or a month later. I figure that you can do the best you can. You know, uh, you you can't sort of keep it on on pause, wait, waiting to write about it. I think we work sort of in you know as everybody else does really in a kind of an imperfect world. I mean you, you, you try to do the best you can but but I don't think that there's any body in, unless he's really just fooling himself who thinks well, I have written this in stone and it's the truth and will always be the truth and, and um, 
perfectly possible for somebody, I'm sure, to look back and say, you know, that's just wrong because of what happened six months later. This has been a Columbia Journalism Review Podcast. Theme music by Tim Hoyt. Visit cjr.org for fresh media criticism and behind-the-scenes stories every day. And to subscribe to the prize-winning magazine now in its 50th year. The Columbia Journalism Review at cjr.org. Strong press, strong democracy.